Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the ninth Sunday after Pentecost, and we hear from me, Emily Hansen Curran, as I preach from the lectionary, which this week was Luke chapter 12, verses 32 to 40. As always, you can find more information about All Souls or more sermons by All Soulsians on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. Um, so I've, I first started using face lotion when I was like about 26 years old. Um, up until that point, I had resolved to live a life with as few creature comforts as I could stand. And for one reason or another, I had deemed face lotion the symbol of all things comforting. I had already decided I would always wear shoes I could run in just in case I needed to run. Uh, and I'd already decided that I will never wear too comfortable pajamas because I always wanted to wake easily and quickly in the morning so as to not sleep in. What was behind all of this was that I wanted to be ready for the rapture, for the second coming of Christ. And I was afraid that I'd be caught literally flat-footed and unprepared. So I lived half of my life here on this earth and the other half of my life in a world I could not see never comfortable here, and never quite there. I will admit this was a bit of an extreme reaction to the conditions in front of me, but it's how I thought a true life of faith was to be lived. True faith was to live in a world not here, to put my hope in something that I could not see. While this is true, and we see a long list of folks rewarded for such behavior in Hebrews, the passage we didn't read at this service, but you can find it in that nice little bar in your bulletin. But the passages from Hebrews and from Luke this week reminded me and caused me to reflect on the ways that my ideas have shifted over time and how profoundly thrilling it is to live as a person of faith. So what does it mean to live as a person of faith? This famous passage in Hebrews gives us some really big clues Faith is the very being or assurance of things hoped for, the confidence or conviction of things not seen. Then Jesus' words in Luke give us another way in, where faith is an active posture of readiness, a hopeful anticipation and expectation for the coming of Christ in our midst, to bear witness to the kingdom among us. So then what about this posture of readiness? What does it mean to be ready? In short, I think it's a matter of fear. In this life, there are things that we should fear, and there are things that we should not fear. Our gospel text jams four different fragments of Jesus' teaching together. I'm not going to go through all of them today, but I will ask you to hold in your minds the story of the servants getting ready, for the master's return and of this thief who breaks in at an unexpected hour. Instead, we're going to focus on verses 32 to 34 that we read this morning, where Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
These passages start with the phrase, do not be afraid. And then the very next line is, sell your possessions. The spare line is, is one half of a sentence, so as to almost appear casual. Of course, lines like this about selling your possessions are scattered through all of Luke, and so we know that this author does intend for his hearers to keep it pretty lean when it comes to possessions. But here, following this line about fear, I hear, do not be afraid to live without things. And then the other half of this sentence is another spare line, give alms. This one feels pretty straightforward, give to those in need. I think maybe a more modern translation would be something like share power and advantage to those without. But again, following this line of fear, I hear, do not be afraid to give away what you have. And then we have this new sentence, one that has caused me to pause more than once this week. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. I kept thinking about this word purse. In the Greek, it's literally translated money bag, money belt, or purse. That's to say, it, it is what we think it is. There's no special thing here. Put your wealth, put what you value into wallets and purses that cannot wear out or be destroyed or stolen. So what doesn't wear out? Where can I store things I value where they cannot be broken into or stolen? Fun fact, I left my garage door open all day yesterday and nothing got stolen out of it. Just, I, don't, I just thought of that and I wanted to tell you that. <clears throat> and what kind of wealth would I store in such a wallet? The answer I've come to is that this wealth or this treasure is deep abiding presence to myself and to others. And so again, following this line about fear, what I hear here is do not be afraid to be present, to let loose, to discover what you love and value and sink deep into this life. Back when I was in high school and early college, I used to read the book of Ecclesiastes just about every week. I did it because it felt dangerous to me. I didn't quite know why, but it was in the Bible, so I just kept reading it. It took me about another 10 years or so to understand what it was I was reading, and then another year, a few years beyond that to reflect on why it had felt so dangerous to me, why I was so fearful of reading this book. Because there's lines like um, chapter 5, verse 18 that says, This is what I have seen to be good. It is fitting to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of life God gives us, for this is our lot. And then again in verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 7, Go, eat your bread with enjoyment and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has long ago approved what you do. You can get why that would be scary to me, my, my non-face lotion self. These ideas ran precisely against the very ways I had understand living as a Christian in the world. They ran contrary to my ideas of a life of faith. They encouraged me to let go, to sleep in, to pay attention to what I loved and what I found pleasure in. And I had, or thought I had, totally nailed it. I lived lean. I tried not to get too comfortable here in this life. I thought I was ready. I thought, surely I would not miss the coming of Christ in my midst. 
But as it turns out, there was more to being ready than I imagined. And I had missed this whole last part of what Jesus was saying. In all my preparations, I had missed the joy of presence to myself, who I was and what I wanted, and my presence to others. As many of you might know, about two weeks ago, um, Beyonce dropped her latest album called Renaissance. I spent way too much time this week reading reviews of that album. And one article, uh, this writer Jason King of NPR said this, the electrifying beats and grooves did what they were intended to do. They summoned me to the nearest clubs, compelled me to shake off the isolation and silos I've become accustomed to over the past couple of years of pandemic hell. However you look at it, Renaissance is Beyonce's funkadelic moment, her offer of a chance to dance your way out of your constrictions, to free your body so your mind can follow, musical motivation to release your wiggle. And what I love about this is the idea that Beyonce might have just created a gift for all of us, something to loosen us up, to help us free our bodies and therefore our minds, to connect with ourselves and with each other right now, a way to sink deep into this life, to store up these kinds of treasures. For where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. We can train our minds and our hearts to bear witness to the kingdom of God among us by how we spend what we have. When we find ourselves complacent, distracted, worn down, and accepting the status quo, we need to ask ourselves about what we fear. What is causing me fear in this moment? Where is there fear in me? Because Jesus' words in Luke are clear. Yes, be afraid to live this life unprepared to bear witness to the kingdom of God. But do not be afraid to live without. Do not be afraid to give away what you have. And do not be afraid of letting loose and drinking deep of pleasure and joy in this life.